following audio is from Crossroads Church in West Ossipee, New Hampshire. For more information about Crossroads Church, you can go to www.crossroadsossipee.com. Well, uh, I don't know if you noticed last week when we finished uh, Philippians that we got to the end. There's no more Philippians. Uh, we finished it. So we're going to start a new study this morning. Uh, and uh, we have worked our way through the letters of the Apostle Paul in the approximate order that they were originally delivered, um, beginning way back in 2013 is when we started this study. We've gone through Galatians, through First and Second Thessalonians, Corinthians, Romans, Ephesians, Philippians, and now we're on to Colossians. That's right. Good job. Uh, that's the next letter in the order. That's page 983 in the Pew Bibles. We've officially turned the page. Um, so we'll pray and then get started, okay? Father God, we are so uh, privileged to be gathered together in your name in this place this morning, a place where the weather is not threatened to destroy this building or threaten our lives. And we're so glad for that. Um, Lord, again, we do pray for those who are in the path of these hurricanes that have been coming so strong this year. Uh, but now, Lord, may our thoughts be focused on you, on your word, and what you might have to say to us specifically this morning. We thank you that these words that are recorded are your words. Um, and so we just ask that our hearts would be open to hear you speaking to us this morning. We'll love you and thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, um, Ephesians, Philippians, Colossians, and Philemon make up what are called the prison epistles. Um, do you know what an epistle is? It's not not the wife of an apostle, but it's a it's a letter. It's just a letter, fancy word for that. Um, so these are letter, let, these specific letters are, were written by the Apostle Paul while he was imprisoned in Rome. Okay, he's chained to a soldier. Um, and what makes uh, what makes Colossians the letter to Colossians different than some of the other letters? Most of the other letters written by Paul was that he had never met the church in Colossae. Uh, that's where the church was, Colossae, or Colossae. Or just say it with confidence. It doesn't matter. Um, he'd never been there before. He hadn't met the people. He didn't plant the church. Um, uh, anybody know who did plant the church there? A church planter. Tim? No, it wasn't Tim. It was Epaphras. Epaphras. So no lollipops for nobody. They get it right. Yeah, yeah. Say it with confidence. Epaphras. That's how everybody says it. Epaphras. All right. Um, <clears throat> anyway, this one, one of the wonderful things about that fact is Paul writes this letter to the church at Colossae, uh, not planted the church, not met the people before, didn't, um, didn't have a plan, I don't believe, to, uh, or not that I remember, go to visit the church or anything. The beauty of that is that Paul displays that there is no my church in your church. Right? 
How many churches are there in Ossipee? One, right? Just different congregations meet at different places. Some start on time, and then there's us. <laughs> we have our own times, all right? Um, Paul's, Paul's concern was that Christ's one church was sound in its doctrine. That the, the things that they believed were correct. Uh, and that should be our same concern. Do you want to make sure that you believe the correct things? I think it's important. It's more important than whether or not the earth is round or flat. Because what difference does it make? Unless you sail to the edge. This, this stuff is more important because it has eternal consequences. Uh, believing correct doctrine. So... Um, as far as the specifics of what was going on in and around the church, there are some striking similarities um, to what is going on in and around the church today. Um, the church there in Colossae 2,000 or so years ago was being influenced by false teachers that were diverting people's attention away from Christ. This is still happening. This still happened today. Still happening this morning. There were people that we're trying to add to the gospel. A teaching that says, believe in Jesus, that's fine, plus you have to follow the rules. Believe in Jesus is fine, plus avoid these other things or these activities. Right? Believe in Jesus, plus you have to pray to angels as well. I mean, they're, right? Etc. We get the point. You can believe in Jesus if you want, but you also have to do these things in order to be truly saved. Right? And this, uh, unfortunately, this is still rampant in the church today. I pray that the Lord protects us from it, protects his whole church from it. Paul's purpose in this short letter was to remind the church of the simple truth that Christ is all. That's all you need. All I have is Christ. That's why we sing that song this morning. We don't need anything else. We don't add to the simple gospel, trusting Christ for the forgiveness of our sin. It's not Jesus plus. It's not add to our faith by this or that uh, in order to be truly saved. The deeper, higher, inner, and outer life and in the age to come eternal life is found only in Christ. Christ alone, cornerstone, nothing else. So, I'm not going to preach at you anymore, but I'm not going to close in prayer either. Ha! So, as our been our pattern at the outset of a new study um, of each letter that we've looked at together, we're going to read the letter as its original audience read it, not with chapter and verse divisions but as a whole and we trust the Holy Spirit to be our interpreter and preacher this morning so let's look at it together uh, Colossians chapter 1 start of verse 1 page 983 and up here on the screen as well Paul an apostle of Christ Jesus by the will of God and Timothy our brother to the saints and faithful brothers in Christ at Colossae. Grace to you and peace from God our Father. We always thank God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, when we pray for you, 
Since we heard of your faith in Christ Jesus and of the love that you have for all the saints because of the hope laid up for you in heaven. Of this you have heard before in the word of truth, the gospel, which has come to you, as indeed in a whole world it is bearing fruit and increasing, as it also does among you, since the day you heard it and understood the grace of God in truth, just as you learned it from Epaphras, our beloved our beloved fellow servant. He is a faithful minister of Christ on your behalf and has made known to us your love in a spirit. And so from the day we heard, we have not ceased to pray for you, asking that you may be filled with the knowledge of his will in all spiritual wisdom and understanding, so as to walk in a manner worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing to him, bearing fruit in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of good, being strengthened with all power according to his glorious might, for all endurance and patience with joy, giving thanks to the Father who has qualified you to share in the inheritance of the saints of light. He has delivered us from the domain of darkness and transferred us to the kingdom of his beloved Son in whom we have redemption, the forgiveness of sins. He is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of all creation. For by him all things were created in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or rulers or authorities, all things were created through him and for him. And he is before all things, and in him all things hold together. He is, and he is the head of the body, the church. He is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, that in everything he might be preeminent. For in him all the fullness of God was pleased to dwell and through him to reconcile to himself all things, whether on earth or in heaven, making peace by the blood of his cross. And you who were once alienated and hostile in mind, doing evil deeds, he has now reconciled in his body of flesh by his death, in order to present you holy and blameless and above reproach before him. If indeed you continue in a faith, stable and steadfast, not shifting from the hope of the gospel that you heard, which has been proclaimed in all creation under heaven, and of which I, Paul, became a minister. Now rejoice in my sufferings for your sake, and in my flesh I am filling up what is lacking in Christ's afflictions for the sake of his body, that is, the church, of which I became a minister according to the stewardship from God that was given to me for you, to make the word of God fully known the mystery hidden for ages and generations, but now revealed to his saints. To them God chose to make known how great among the Gentiles are the riches of the glory of this mystery, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. Him we proclaim, warning everyone and teaching everyone with all wisdom that we may present everyone mature in Christ. For this I toil, struggling with all his energy that he powerfully works within me. For I want you to know how great a struggle I have for you and for those at Laodicea and for all who have not seen me face to face, that their hearts may be encouraged, being knit together in love, to reach all the riches of full assurance of understanding and the knowledge of God's mystery, which is Christ, in whom are hidden all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. I say this in order that no one may delude you with plausible arguments. For though I am absent in body... Yet I am with you in spirit, 
rejoicing to see your good order and the firmness of your faith in Christ. Therefore, as you receive Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk in him, rooted and built up in him, and established in the faith, just as you were taught, abounding in thanksgiving. See to it that no one takes you captive by philosophy and empty deceit, according to human tradition, according to the elemental spirits of the world, and not according to Christ. For in him the whole fullness of deity dwells bodily, and you have been filled in him, who is the head of all rule and authority. In him also you were circumcised with a circumcision made without hands, by putting off the body of flesh, by the circumcision of Christ, having been buried with him in baptism, in which you were also raised with him through faith in the powerful working of God who raised him from the dead. And you who were dead in your trespasses and the uncircumcision of your flesh, God made alive together with him, having forgiven us all our trespasses by canceling the record of debt that stood against us with its legal demands. This he set aside, nailing it to the cross. He disarmed the rulers and the authorities and put them to open shame by triumphing over them in him. Therefore, let no one pass judgment on you in questions of food and drink or with regard to a festival or a new moon or a Sabbath. These are shadows of the things to come. But the substance belongs to Christ. Let no one disqualify you, insisting on asceticism and the worship of angels, going on in detail about visions, puffed up without reason by a sensuous mind, and not holding fast to the head, from whom the whole body, nourished and knit together through its joints and ligaments, grows with the growth that is from God. If with Christ you died to the elemental spirits of the world, why, as if you were still alive in the world, do you submit to, to regulations? Do not handle, do not taste, do not touch, referring to the things that all perish as they are used, according to human precepts and teachings. These have indeed an appearance of wisdom in promoting self-made religion and asceticism and severity to the body, but they are of no value in stopping the indulgence of the flesh. If then you have been raised with Christ, seek the things that are above, where Christ is, seated at the right hand of God. Set your minds on the things that are above, not on things that are on earth. For you have died, and your life is hidden with Christ in God. When Christ, who is your life, appears, then you also will appear with him in glory. Put to death, therefore, what is earthly in you, sexual immorality, impurity, passion, evil desire, and covetousness, which is idolatry. On account of these, the wrath of God is coming. In these you too once walked when you were living in them, but now you must put them all away. Anger, wrath, malice, slander, and obscene talk from your mouth. Do not lie to one another, seeing that you have put off the old self with its practices and have put on the new self, which is being renewed in knowledge after the image of its creator. Here there is not Greek and Jew, circumcised and uncircumcised, barbarian, Scythian, slave, free, but Christ is all and in all. Put on then as God's holy ones, chosen ones, holy and beloved, compassionate hearts, kindness, humility, meekness, and patience, 
bearing with one another. And if anyone has a complaint against each other, forgiving each other. As the Lord has forgiven you, so you also must forgive. And above all these, put on love, which binds everything together in perfect harmony. And let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, to which indeed you are called in one body, and be thankful. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly, teaching and admonishing one another in all wisdom, singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs with thankfulness in your hearts to God. And whatever you do in word or deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. Wives, submit to your husbands as is fitting in the Lord. Husbands, love your wives and do not be harsh with them. Children, obey your parents in everything, for this pleases the Lord. Fathers, do not provoke your children lest they become discouraged. Bond servants, obey in everything those who are your earthly masters, not by way of eye service as people pleasers, but with sincerity of heart, fearing the Lord. Whatever you do, Work heartily as for the Lord and not for men, knowing that from the Lord you will receive the inheritance as your reward. You are serving the Lord Christ, for the wrongdoer will be paid back for the wrong he has done, and there is no partiality. Masters, treat your bondservants justly and fairly, knowing that you also have a master in heaven. Continue steadfastly in prayer. Being watchful in it with thanksgiving. At the same time, pray also for us that God may open to us a door for the word to declare the mystery of Christ on account of which I am in prison, that I may make it clear, which is how I ought to speak. Walk in wisdom towards outsiders, making the best use of the time. Let your speech always be gracious, seasoned with salt, so that you may know how you ought to answer each person. Tychius will tell you about all my activities. He is a beloved brother, brother and faithful minister and fellow servant in the Lord. I have sent him to you for this very purpose, that you may know how we are and that he may encourage your hearts. And with him Onesimus, our faithful and beloved brother, who is one of you. They will tell you everything that has taken place here. Aristarchus, my fellow prisoner, greets you. And Mark, the cousin of Barnabas, concerning whom you have received instructions, if he comes to you, welcome him. And Jesus, who is called Justice, these are the only men of the circumcision among my fellow workers for the kingdom of God, and they have been a comfort to me. Epaphras, who is one of you, a servant of Christ Jesus, greets you, also always struggling on your behalf in his prayers that you may stand mature and fully assured in all the will of good. For I bear him witness that he has worked hard for you and for those in Laodicea and in Hierapolis. Luke, the beloved physician, greets you, as does Demas. Give my greetings to the brothers at Laodicea and to Nympha and the church in her house. And when this letter has been read among you, have it also read in the church to the Laod- of the Laodiceans. And see that you also read the letter from Laodicea. And say to Archippus, See that you fulfill the ministry that you have received in the Lord. I, Paul, write this greeting with my own hand. 
remember my chains. Grace be with you. The deeper, higher, inner and outer life, and in the age to come, eternal life is found in Christ alone. Amen. We're going to spend a long time work on this letter. There's a lot of rich, wonderful truth here. But for now we pray, and I trust the Lord to speak through his word. Father, again, we're so thankful for the gift that your word is to us. We thank you, Lord, we can freely read it. And we have the Holy Spirit to interpret it to us and apply it to our lives. May we not leave here just wondering what happened. And just sit around reading. But may your spirit continue to speak through your words to us. Even if it's just a word or phrase, make it stick in the hearts of your people that we'll change and grow and become more like the Lord Jesus. We love you and thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. If you'd like to participate in the mission of Crossroads Church through financial support, checks can be mailed to Crossroads Church, Post Office Box 576, West Ossipee, New Hampshire, 03890.